If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. When your relationship is strong, it's filled with love, it's deep-rooted in connection, that actually streams through all of the areas of your life. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome to another episode. I'm so excited to be here today with Abby Singh, who is a relationship coach. And she's going to tell us all about relationships and why some couples need a relationship coach. Um, I think this is very relevant, especially April bringing Stress Awareness Month. Um, stress impacts us individually, but also, and we always talk about this, it impacts our families, how we're able to show up as a wife, a husband, a mother, a father. So I think what you're doing, Abby, is so amazing and how you're using your gifts to impact the world. So let's just get started by you telling our listeners about you, who are you, and how did you get started um, in being a relationship coach? Thank you, Wendy, and hello to your listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I, as you said, I am a relationship coach, and I started my journey actually in 2017 when my husband and I became entrepreneurs for the first time. <laughs> so that was about five years ago. And, you know, there's a difference when you are in a romantic relationship and not having the stresses of, you know, starting a business, hiring customers, sorry, hiring staff you know, making sure your customers are satisfied. And then that kind of was very challenging for us. We had to, you know, sometimes we had to separate what it, you know, what was home life versus what was work life. And, you know, we had to kind of learn each other's um, language and how we accepted information all over again. And having done all of that made me realize, wait a minute, I mean, I need to do or we needed to do more than just, you know, say, I love you or, you know, good morning kisses and all of these things. We needed to be intentional about how we showed up for each other. And after going through that for a couple of years, I was like, you know, there must be people out there who would want this kind of service, you know, not just, you know, couples in business together, but just couples in general, because it was it was a lot of stress. It was a lot of challenges. And that was where my passion for helping couples navigate all of these nuances, you know, evolved. 
I think it's so important, especially with this pandemic, a lot of couples, married couples and people who are committed to each other spent a lot of time together. And I know that was very trying. I know divorce rates went up. I believe now it's about just in the U.S., about 50 percent of uh, people who get married get divorced. Um, so so it, it's hard. And I think even, you know, your story of um, being married and then starting a business with your husband, that just adds an extra layer yeah. to already just being together. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's so important. So what are some foundational things that you and your husband had to establish in order to start building a business? And I mean, more so in terms of the relationship aspect of what did you guys have to establish before you could start building um, a business and adding that into your whole relationship? I'm actually happy you asked me that because foundationally, you need to know what your expectations are, um, even as a couple, you know, so we kind of had to talk to each other and say, well, okay, what are we going to be in the business? How are we going to go ro- go about doing the day-to-day operations? You know, what are you, your roles? What are my roles? And so having that expectation foundation was you know, and we didn't discover this. It wasn't like, oh, we're starting a business and let's talk about our expectations. You know, I think you kind of go through rough patches first and then you realize that, you know, these are the things that we, what we should have done first. We, we're doing it in reverse. And so that's one of the things that really caused me to, to, to just want to do this because I've, I went through all the challenges. I've done everything, you know, like I, I've had the hurt. We've had the, the days when we would just fight all the time and, you know, go through all of that. It's, it's not nice and it's not easy. So we had to really sit down and just talk about what do we want out of this, you know, for us romantically and as, you know, as business owners, do we want to bring our problems at work? Do we want to have time for each other? Maybe Friday set aside Fridays for just us where we kind of take a break from the whole business side and just be us, you know, as the couple. And this was something that we really needed to do. And also, and something else is that the fear of losing each other came up. And, you know, when you think about somebody you care about and think about not being in the relationship with them, that's scary. So one of the things that we also worked on was our attachment styles. My husband is more of a, he's kind of like, he's not really like secure all the way, but he has uh, kind of like a clingy attachment. You know, he wants to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm top of mind when it comes to him. So that was one thing. And so I realized and I recognized that was his attachment style, maybe because, you know, what, however he grew up or past relationships and how can we work that out with each other and make sure that we're kind of in sync. So I would say the foundation is talk about your expectation, put that out there on the table and also re- be aware of how you, um, how you speak to your spouse or how you, what actions are you taking that would allow them to realize that, Hey, I need some attention, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) I don't want to be doing this. And then halfway we're parting ways, you know? So this is, I, you know, this is something that I would encourage all couples to like 
sit down and have those tough conversations because it will help in the long run, Wendy. People always say you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else. How do you feel about that saying that you have to love yourself before you can actually fully love your partner? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I think there's some truth to it. And I think that loving yourself is, is foundational in the sense that, and I'll break it down to you. So when I was transitioning from just, you know, wife to business owner, co-founder, et cetera, I did realize that, you know, this is me, you know, I'm going to be taking charge of this. I already had my own way of how am I going to do it? And he had his own way. So I think, you know, when we came to the crossroads of not knowing what to do and having those challenges, it was kind of like, I felt a little guilty, you know, um, being that strong person, that str having that strong personality. And I felt like, you know, you're in a relationship now, Abby, you're in a marriage, you know, there is give and take, you know, and I think that after a while, I, 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 he realized that my traits, my personality was actually beneficial. I needed to be strong. I needed to be, you know, like upfront and say those things that he didn't want to hear. And I was happy that I'm this person and I was able to channel all of my, you know, my, my smiles and my upfrontness into this business and into our relationship and make it stronger. So I think not just loving yourself, but accepting yourself for who you are and using your, your personality, your talents, your skills to in a positive way, in a positive way. Yeah, it makes me think of, you know, the importance of emotional intelligence and in relationships. So having that self-awareness, that self-control, but also having awareness of, I will say awareness and respect of the other mm -hmm. person and how mm -hmm. they behave and knowing that you can't control them. Um, I think relationships are just so hard. So Abby, I would love to know, because I know, you know, divorces, divorce rates are high in the United States. And I believe mm -hmm. I was looking at a study and it said... Um, the causes of divorce was infidelity, money, communication, and sex. Mm. Um, did you see any of that with the pandemic? Did you see more couples coming to you uh, because they was having issues in any of those areas? Or is there anything yeah. you would add to the list? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, you've actually touched on a lot of them. And communication is one of the biggest ones that was like, that was at what I was seeing. Um, the fact that you are, you know, now in the same space, you're all working from home, um, or what I saw, and I'll tell you this, not really infidelity. I think it's, you know, sometimes we give people passes. Like we would say, oh, don't worry, I'll give her one more month. She'll, she'll change or he'll change. And the pandemic hit and you, you realize, wait a minute, I've given you five years. And, and now we're in a state where, okay, maybe I lost my job or maybe things are different financially for us, but you're not willing to pull your weight or you're not giving. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, and I've been doing. And I think people have realized, but wait a minute, you know, 
there's only one side to this relationship. Yeah. And it's an imbalanced um, scale. You know, the scale is not, <laughs> it's not leveling. We're not doing 50, 50. We're not a team. And so that was big. People actually had some aha moments in the pandemic. Some light bulbs went off in the pandemic. And it was just like, not that you, you want to separate because who wants to separate, you know, after you've grown and, and, and spent time with each other and built, some people have built empires together. You don't want to just destroy this, but it became so heavy. It became so obvious that this is a one man show or this is not 50, 50 that, you know, we had to make a decision. And a lot of the times it's, it's, it's the selfishness. It's the selfishness from one person, you know, that is not willing and not really, you know, we say pulling the weight, but I just feel like the complacency of persons, like the wives, the husbands, the partners, you know, they tend to feel that, oh, he's going to do it. She's going to take care of that. But pandemic showed us that we, we both needed to gel together and be a team, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And and I also think about it kind of the other side of knowing what you want. And just because you built the empire or the foundation, is it healthier for you to walk away and really having the courage to do that? Not advocating for people to not be together or get divorced, but mm. I also think people stay for the wrong reasons. Yes. Um, so it's about like we were talking about self-love, but it's honoring yourself. Um, you know, Thank I was you. talking to my girlfriends about, you know, like I always say, like, who are you? Right. And I was telling her that I'm very comfortable um, letting people know that I'm evolving. I'm not one way, although I do have anchors, things that anchor me. It doesn't matter today. And those are my values. However, as you evolve, things change. So it's being able to communicate that. So I think That's when you're in relationships, one, you have to know that about yourself. Who are you? Two, are you have you? to be able to communicate that to your spouse. Mm-hmm. And three, mm-hmm. you have to be accepting of that, right? So, so I, I think those things are, are so important. I think communication is truly the foundation of all those other things. When you're talking about you know, infidelity, when you're talking mm-hmm. about sex or lack of sex because that can lead to infidelity when you start talking about money right Mm -hmm. all all those things are are communication communication is at the the center of those um and you can never communicate i'll I'll actually add in addition to communication it's comprehension like you said the third one one are you understanding what is you know what is my expectation? What is, you know, what, what we need to do together? Because I can tell you how I feel. I can tell you what I want. But if it's not reciprocated and understood, I think, you know, you're still talking to a brick wall. So I also will add in just listening. Mm. Are you listening? People are talking. So are you listening and comprehending? So I love that. What do you tell couples? And, and, you know, so if someone's listening now and they're in a relationship and they feel like they're not being heard, do you have any tips that you can give Mm -hmm. them to help them uh, communicate better with their spouse? I think first it has to do a lot with love languages. People, um, People take in information a lot different. 
So I'll give you like sometimes couples come to me and they said, oh, I'm talking to him and he's not listening or I'm trying to tell her this and she's not hearing me. And I asked them, I said, OK, how are you doing this? You know, are you doing this when she is or he is uh, outside in front of friends? You know, in, are you doing this when, you know, they just woke up? Because <laughs> sometimes we feel like, OK, let's catch them before they try to do anything, you know. How, what is their love language? How are they receptive of information? And sometimes it could be a text or it could be just alone time, just you and them, nobody's there. It's just, we're watching a film and then you can turn off the TV and start talking, you know? How are they receptive to information? It could be that they like to get presents, you know? You might wanna just buy them a bouquet of flowers and have a note, hey, can we talk at 7 p.m.? You know what I mean? So you need to learn your partner and learn how they, 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 they accept information or they're willing to um, um, listen and hear you when you speak because you, you're speaking their language. Yeah, I love that. And I think mm -hmm. it's important to ask the question because it may change. Um, the love language may be yeah. physical touch today. Mm -hmm. It may be acts of service tomorrow, but also, you know, when would they want to have those conversations? I think we yeah. need to ask questions because like, even for me, I was just saying how I evolve and things are different on a daily basis, depending on what's going on. But like to ask me, you know, yeah. like when would be a good time to talk or, or, or what have you since communication is so important. So what are some yeah. other ways you, you work with, with couples, um, Abby? I know people are probably just listening and they, they just want tips on how to improve their relationship. So <laughs> how else do you work with them? So I work with them one-on-one. -on -one. You know, you can schedule um, consultation with me. We can work. We can talk about if I'm a best fit, because obviously I want to make sure that I'm able to provide you with, this, you know, the solution to your some of your burning issues. And I do the one-on-one. -on -one and I also, I mean, for people just wanting tips and, you know, just advice, I'm on LinkedIn. So I give advice there um, three times a week. And I do, I mostly do like one-on-one -on -one for now. Um, I haven't branched out into group coaching as yet because I feel like with couples, sometimes you just need that intimate um, setting, that safe space to just share. And, you know, so I'll, 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 I'll share my, consultation link with you if somebody's interested in in having a chat you know just to just to express themselves <laughs> yeah yeah no I love that and I have to ask you this question mm -hmm. uh, I was dying I said I'm gonna have, I have a relationship coach I need to ask so I hope you're ready okay and I want you to give me a very honest answer so Absolutely. what are your thoughts on polygamy Mm, I like that question. <laughs> well, personally, um, I would not want it to happen to me. <laughs> Just being honest, 100%. I think that, and, you know, I'll tell you a little background on my, my husband. My husband is Indian. And within India, there's so many religions. And one of them is the Muslim religion, right? And we know that that exists in that religion. And I think, you know, 
us being of this society where we we're taught that this is wrong, you know, that kind of thing. We're brought up knowing that this is not how you want to be in your relationship. Imagine you're in their culture, you're in their environment and you're taught that this is okay. You know, I, I always like to put myself in people's shoes and try to figure out how are they receiving information. And I think they would never understand how we see it and we probably wouldn't understand how they see it. But at the end of the day, I feel like as a woman, as people, if something doesn't make you feel right, then this is not for you. And why I say that is because with polygamy, you know that, you know, you might have two, three wives, right? Or five wives sometimes. And or husbands. Yeah, or husbands, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, if if my husband were to, you know, step out, I will feel bad, right? Whether or not this is our culture or not, as a woman, I think we, we have feelings. And when it doesn't feel right, I think it's, it's whether it's religion, culture, whatever it is, it, it does have a negative impact. And people develop resentment when they feel that they're, they're overlooked, you know, because maybe you're older, you're younger, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I, 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 I do respect everyone's, you know, culture and religion and everything, but I would, I would not encourage it just because I know how sacred relationships can be. And I know that when you want to build something with somebody, you know, it takes time, it takes effort. And if you're distracted or you, you have your wife on Wednesday, your wife on Thursday, there's a different one on Friday, you know, (laughs) you know, where are we going? Where are we going? (laughs) Yeah. I think that's interesting. And I think it goes back to communication. Um, Mm -hmm. If you guys are open to it, you know, the two in the couple, but I think it's like you said, you know, if someone's stepping out on you, but Mm -hmm. if you're having a conversation about it and the other person agrees and you have an open marriage or polygamy is what you want, I think that's fine. As long as everyone's aligned, (laughs) you know, with with what you want to do. So uh, before I let you go, I I do want to ask you, um, you know, I think I can't let you go without talking about how uh, kids impact Mm -hmm. relationships. I would love for you to share some knowledge or nuggets on um, younger kids Mm -hmm. as well as older kids, because Mm -hmm. when they're younger, you have problems. When they're older, you have different problems. Mm -hmm. How they really impact your relationships. So (laughs) I would love for you to share with us some some nuggets on that. Lovely. And um, it's good that you asked about that because I, I actually have a, a uh, client who is, um, they have an eight-year-old and we're working on, you know, just helping them build that loving, deeply connected relationship right now. And what I, what I would say is that don't separate your family because you, you want to be in that thriving relationship. Because remember, every stage of your relationship is is, is worthy of being recognized, yeah? Yeah, you want to have date nights and you want to have that moment for yourself, which by all means, I definitely would encourage. But I think that 
you also would want to build your tradition around your child. Because at the end of the day, you can look back, you can see pictures. Hey, remember when we took this trip? Or remember when we built this um, sandcastle by the beach? You know? So the fact that you are all together as a family, you know, is something that, you know, you have to remember and you have to incorporate in, in building that thriving relationship, in having that lovely family unit as you want to. And I think that, you know, sometimes your, your children are the ones to actually show you how, as a mom and a dad, you can love each other. Because, you know, kids have a way of just uniting and making everything okay. They make you smile. And they're the ones that sometimes those negative, um, those negative nuances, they feel them. And they, they develop these, you know, sometimes they, they, they kind of lash out. They want to say it, but they don't know how. And so, you know, you've got to incorporate them. You've got to let them in on some of the activities that you're doing because it will just build that bond even stronger. Another thing is when it comes to decision-making, and this is for younger as well as older kids. Um, sorry, my door is crackling. <laughs> Never mind, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things that I always say um, is your kids know who's going to be the soft one and who's going to be the one to say no or ask the difficult questions, right? So they know, okay, dad's a little bit more tight. Hmm, I can get away with mommy, right? But when you both are on the same page, then they know, uh-uh, I ain't getting away with that. Mommy's saying no and daddy's also saying no. And that helps you as a unit. That helps you, you know, like, be that stronghold, be that firm. I mean, and it's not always no, it's always yes to. It's, it could be yes to, but I'm just saying like, whenever you guys are together in everything, man, it's a win-win situation. So these are some of the things that I, I, I like to encourage them. You know, do it together, incorporate the kids in some of the things that you do, and also be on the same page when it comes to decisions for you, for your kids, for anybody, you know, be on the same page. So not letting the kids divide you is what I'm hearing. Mm, that's right. Because that so, leads to, that leads to so many things, Wendy. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I think it, it's important, like those, those values of those foundational things, um, are so essential. Like my husband and I, we have very different parenting styles. Mm. He's very, very laid back. Mm. Um, everything is always okay. And I'm total opposite. Mm. <laughs> I'm like that too. <laughs> so I think, I think it's a nice, it's a balance, but it's, it's very different. And yeah. depending on what's going on, it can make it very hard. We have an 18 year old and we have a three year old. So, um, very, very touch and go sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think it's important. I think that, you know, it speaks to the importance of having that foundation in the relationship before the kids. Um, yeah. When yeah. the kids come in, you know, some people say, oh, well, you know, we have the kid to see if we can make things better. That's probably never a good idea, <laughs> right? Things more you know that, right? <laughs> Right. But it may have worked for somebody, you know, I, I can't yeah. say, that. I don't know. Sure. But, 
someone. Um, and I would love to get some more, um, you know, I want you to speak to blended family because, you know, divorce rates are so high. We said 50% in the United States, mm-hmm. which, you know, leads to people being separated and being with other people who, you know, may not be the child's father or the child's mother. How how do you deal with that dynamic in a family? Because those are, you know, that's, that's a lot of dimensions in that relationship. There's a lot of different relationships that you have to kind of manage. Yeah. How do you help with like communication in that realm? Mm. And I have a friend actually who is dating somebody um, who has a son and he has a son with um, another person. And, you know, it's something that I think at the end of the day, when you are in a committed relationship with somebody, if they're coming with two children, you know, you've got to make that decision from the get-go. You would have probably known this, right? If you look at some of the celebrity couples like, you know, Sierra and all the others who have had kids before they married into, you know, the relationship that they have now, you know, it's the person that is coming in with so you have an, a child from a previous relationship, you you got to know straight up that this is your child, right? And then that person got to know that, okay, she it's her and the child. It's not just her, you know what I mean? So first, it's that awareness, it's that acceptance of, you know, we're coming together as a blended family. And I know we're going to have challenges because I'm not the father or I'm not the mother. And it's having that, as I said, having that initial sit down, that conversation, that blurt out of whatever we're going to expect and who's going to be like, you know, just having that firm talk to say with, when it comes to my child, yes, I want you to play a role, but you know, when it comes to certain things, I would really like to talk first, maybe, you know, and then, you know, if you do have your input, yeah, no problem. Because in the early stages, you will find that children would resist if they know this is not my mom, this is not my dad. They will have that sort of resistance and they would not really be, I mean, some kids will, but some of them are not open to having somebody, you know, give them advice. But I think, you know, time is something that we have to, you know, we have to give it time. And when it doesn't look good from the get-go, you knowing that you really want to be with that person, And yes, this child may not be accepting me at the get-go, but I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to step back. I'm willing to just stop and look and see what's happening. And then, you know, look and see what they're interested in. And maybe you can have an input. Some of them like basketball. They like football. Maybe you can, you know, take them to a game or, you know, do something that they're going to be like, oh, this was cool. You know, (laughs) I always tell them, look at the kid and what the kid likes, what the child wants or what the child desires or something that's going to make them like feel comfortable. They want to know that you're not going to, you know, treat them different. They're they're part of the family. How can we work towards getting them to realize that I'm part of this family and I want this to work? And it does differ from couple to couple and from situation to situation, but definitely hone into what is that child feeling, knowing what they feel and how they are, you know, how they're, they're going to be part of it. And you working towards blending that family to have success 
is so important, especially at the first stages. Yeah, I, I love that advice because it's so, I can see it's very stressful um, mm -hmm. in a blended family. I am in a blended family as well. My 18-year-old is my, um, I call her my daughter because I've been in her life for forever. Okay. But um, it, it could be stressful, right? Because you you have, it's, it's so many dimensions. You have the kid, mm -hmm. like you said, you, you I think that is priority. It's yes. to ensure that the kid feels safe. They're not stressed. Right. Um, what their perception is, but I think also as the parent, you have to understand, you know, what are your needs? What are your boundaries? What are your deal breakers, as I like to call them, <laughs> and not forcing the issue. I think sometimes when um, people are single and they want to be in a relationship, regardless they have a child or not, they force the issue. Yeah. Or they, they just force it because they want it so bad. And then you start yeah. calling it. Yeah, <laughs> it's harder when you have have a child. So I think it's um you know knowing what your deal breakers are and what your values are and does that person align or misalign with your uh, your values and and your deal breakers. And before we uh, kind of close tonight, uh, because I do want to take you through a rapid fire, I would love for you to give some of our listeners who may not have children, may not be with someone, but they're mm -hmm. looking for love. Ooh. Can you give them give them some advice or some nuggets to kind of leave with in this world of dating? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave them with two important nuggets. <laughs> the first thing to do if you're single, you're looking for love, you're, you know, you're getting on these dating apps or you're, you know, you're on social media looking for those 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 cuties. <laughs> what I would say is first of all, know what you want, what you what you want out of a relationship. Are you in it just for fun for a couple of months? Are you really looking for something solid? Um, something that you can basically grow and build. Um, and so once you realize that, hey, I'm at a stage where I don't want to be just playing around. I want to have a serious relationship with somebody. I want that person to um, love me for me, and I want to be able to give love. And I think the foundation of knowing what you want out of this relationship is the first step. So you know now this guy who has no job, no nothing, is probably not the person that you want to, or maybe the person that is, um, you know, some people look at jobs, like, for example, if they're in um, their pilot or these kind of things, maybe, you know, because at the end of the day, you want somebody, maybe you want them to be home with you. So it has to be that, what is it you're looking for? Then what kind of, you know, lifestyle you want to build with that person, you know? Yeah. And, and that's important because Wendy, can you imagine, right? You are looking for love. Yes. It's fine. You find lovely candidates. Everybody's good. But then that person is always on a plane. That person is, you know, not not there for you in the way that you want it to. And then at the end of the day, it's looking for love. But then you have to know the kind of lifestyle you want to live. You know, do you guys want to partner together and build businesses together or, you know, build a family as soon as you start? So all of the things that you want, your expectations for yourself, for your lifestyle, for your family, you know, make it, write it down, journal about it, 
you know, ask God, tell God, God, I want a five foot five um, <laughs> or a five foot three, um, anybody. Tell him exactly what you want, you know? Viola Davis, I was watching an interview one day and she was saying that how she met her husband was she just went in a quiet space and told God, this is what I want. This is the man. I want him to be this, that, and the other. And I think within a month, she found her husband. So there's power in manifesting. So I think knowing the type of person that you want, knowing the type of lifestyle you want to build with that person is key. And the second thing is knowing who you are and what is it that the person is going to, um, I say, it's like they're going to receive. Are you going to be honest from the get-go? Are you going to be pretensive? What are your values? What are your, what are your absolutely no's? Yeah. What is it that you don't stand for? Okay. If, if, if he's, uh, he doesn't love God. Is that something that you're willing to negotiate? You know what I mean? So you need to know your worth, know what you want, know who you want. And I tell you, you will start crossing off all the no's and the ones that don't, don't fill in to the checks that, you know, have been eyeing you and sending you DMs and sending all you will be able to reject those because that's not what you want. And be patient. That's the third one. <laughs> be patient. Because sometimes it takes a while. You know, the one that will be the one to love you will be that one. I love that. That's really great advice. Um, I think knowing yourself, definitely. And what I heard is knowing what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> knowing knowing who you are and what you don't want uh, and, and you know having patience and I would just add you know don't envy others because especially mm-hmm. in the day of social media people put out there what they want you to see you don't know what's yeah. happening behind the camera I think it can uh, be very easy to get caught up in what you think you want and how you think it should be um, right adds a lot of stress to you. It adds a lot of stress to your relationship. And then you feel like you need to just be in something just to be in mm-hmm. it, but don't, don't yeah. cut yourself short there. There's someone out there for you. Um, and even if you, you want to have open, right. So we talked about polygamy, there may be some, some, some people out there for you, but I'm just saying, <laughs> no, but um, I, I love that. I think, you know, lo- love is sweet love is sweet and, and everyone deserves it. And um, you definitely need patience. One other thing I want to ask you uh, before I let you go, I was having a conversation with one of my friends. We are in our, um, we're in our forties and uh, she's dating and uh, she's been dating for a while and she found someone who she's oh. really into and they've been dating okay. just for a, a couple of weeks. They went on a couple of yeah. dates. And she feels like he's the one. Now, at what age do you feel like you can, you know how before, and, and, and I don't know if they still do this now, nowadays, but you like, you know, you have them court you and you, you know, you don't mm-hmm. answer the phone, you have them call back and, you know, all the things. Like being older, is it okay to just say, okay, I think you're the one we've been on two dates and let's make it official. Or 
Or, <laughs> or do you still wait it out and, you know, tug them along a little bit? Like, what's your advice for a single woman <laughs> dating who feels like, you know, she found the right one? <laughs> I love that. And congratulations to her on, you know, getting that relationship. I think when you are older, um, as, like you said, um, you know what you want. You, you, you kind of know what you want, especially when it comes to like relationships, because um, as they say, you know, for us, the clock is ticking. If you want a family, then, you know, that's the time when you kind of like, yeah, let's get it on. Um, but to be honest, I think, yes, you know what you want, but you still don't want to, I think, you know, it's, 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 there's no easy way to say it because I don't know this person, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it doesn't mean that you have to wait six months, you know, if after a month, you know, that this person is who you want to be with, I think absolutely go for it. This is what I'm saying. Absolutely go for it, you know, <laughs> because it, this might be one and it, and and Wendy look there are people who have broken up with their exes this week and two days later they found their husband without them even knowing it you know my 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 neighbors they met in the first three days that they met um the guy already knew that this was going to be his wife he proposed on the fourth day and they've been together for 27 years so we're not saying no to that. We are not saying no to that. Love is, love is, 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 is exciting. And it's, 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 it's so unpredictable, so unpredictable. And I would love to talk to them, actually, your friends. I would love to talk to them and see what's happening there because that would be, that would be a first for me to in, like just chat with somebody who met that quick. Oh, I know they would love to talk to you too. So I will definitely connect you two. And I told yeah. her the same thing. I said, go for it. Mm -hmm. And if it starts not feeling right, then you can have a change of heart, right? Yeah. It, nothing is permanent, yeah. right? You're not yes. getting married. You're yeah, I know. <laughs> but I think if it feels good, then, you know, do it. And, you know, yeah. go with it. Because like you said, you don't know. If you have that, if you can say that you think this is the one, you mm -hmm. have to explore that. You know, you yeah, definitely have to explore that. So, so yeah, no, this is good. nice. Yeah, so I will definitely connect you guys. So maybe she can have a, a free consultation, a complimentary yeah. consultation, and mm -hmm. you can help guide her through this decision because nothing has been decided yet. Okay. Um, and we'll put your uh, your link in, in the um, in the show notes. So if anyone else wants to connect with you, we'll, we'll definitely um, have your information available. But Abby, I know you. Um, you have you have a workshop or something coming up for couples. Can you tell yes. us a little bit about that? Oh yes, Wendy. So I have a five day live um, series coming up next month. Um, we're starting May sixth, and I will definitely send all the information. But just to give everyone a snippet of what it is about, this is essentially a five day series for couples who want to really have that stronger and deep rooted connection and. It's for people who are in committed relationships who really want to, as you said, you know, solidify if this is where we want to go, how do we want to go forward? And it's, you know, you're going to come in there 
we're going to start from day one. We're going we're gonna to make sure that you identify that relationship that you want. You're going to do the work from day one up until day five, which will really capitulate your relationship. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm giving away all the strategies that I use in my relationship, especially from the beginning when I became an entrepreneur with my husband. And all of these strategies I use all the time, and they're going to be, they're going to be wowed with things that we need to do because every day is going to be jam-packed. We're going to get homework. We're going to be doing the things, all the actions that you need to take, all the strategies for making key decisions. So I'm going to definitely share it with your audience. And yeah, they'll be, they'll be, you know, by registration, we can have the registration this week so they could sign up and be sure to have their space for that. Awesome. That's amazing. I will be signing up too because I'm an avid learner. So I want to <laughs> know what tools you're going to be using. Maybe I can incorporate them into my relationship. So absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so you're yeah. So Abby, be, before we get into our rapid fire, do you have any last words for our listeners? Yeah. I just want to say that, you know, with, with your relationship and when it comes to relationship, you know, you, whatever you have, whatever your situation is, you know, make it sacred because your partner and you, you guys have to be a team. You know, you guys have to be intentional about the way you love each other, about the way you grow your family, about the way that you build your empire. And when you start phasing out and when you start not being intentional and not doing the work, you see even in your careers, even in other relationships that you have, you see that you don't have the same success. When your relationship is strong, it's filled with love, it's deep rooted in connection, that actually streams through all of the areas of your life. And you will find that you'll be able to communicate with others better. You will be able to confidently, you know, make decisions together because you know, when you're home, you've got that support, you know, so couples keep leaning on each other for support, keep leaning on each other for advice. And, you know, just know that if you do need to talk to somebody or just to have a conversation about some things that are not the challenges that you have, you know, connect with me, I'll be happy to listen, I'll be happy to share my advice and help you guide you to building that thriving relationship. That's amazing. And that reminds me of a study I was reading that said people who are in relationships where they feel connected have less stress. Mm. Even though they're there, the perception of the stress doesn't feel overwhelming because you have yeah. the support. So when you said lean on, it made me think about that, uh, that study I was reading uh, the other day. So that's amazing. So Abby, thank you so much for being here. I want to take you through a rapid fire and then I will definitely let you go for real this time. I know I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the first thing that comes to your mind to finish the sentence or answer the question, just go with that. Ooh, I like this. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Wellness means? Wellness means peace. I know I'm stressed when? I know I'm stressed when I'm not prepared. My go-to stress management solution is? My go-to stress management solution is yoga. Ooh, I love yoga too. 
I love yoga. It, it, it totally resets me. Oh, we can have a whole conversation on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing in any relationship is? Love. Mm. How do you define love? Love is... Love is kind. Mm, I love that. I love that. <laughs> what is one thing people get wrong about you, Abby? So when people hear my name is Abby Singh, they think I'm an Indian. <laughs> yeah, they start making assumptions right before they meet you. Yeah. yeah. And my last question is, what is one thing you learned about yourself during this pandemic? Mm. One thing I learned about myself during this pandemic is I am a creative and I love to create. And I've been doing everything and just being everything to everybody. And when I was able to cook and do my plants, my flowers, and you know, do the social media for our restaurant and just go all in, I was like, wait a minute, I'm a creative. You know, I love creating things. I love that. That's amazing. You had a lot of time to really discover that and really execute yeah. your your art, so to speak. Yeah. So, Abby, thank you so much for being here. I enjoyed our conversation and we'll definitely have to have you back. Yeah, Wendy, I totally enjoyed this. This is amazing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Before you go, I would love to share a free stress management resource with you. Go to stressblueprint.com and download your free copy of the three questions to ask when you are stressed. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.